okay, so we will get started, I guess, if people show up late. That's okay, they can join in. Seems like, seems like usually there's some late people, and that's okay. Um, that's one of the good things about being out here. I think it's not intimidating to show up late, whereas if you go inside somewhere and you open a door, it's really scary. So um, we are going to do some meditation practices first, and then at the end I'll, I'll give a little talk about something. Hi, come Hi, on in. Sorry. It's okay. I was just saying people always come late, and that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So I, what I want you to do is sit up as straight as you can. Maybe rock back and forth to find a stable position. And um, it's important to have your back straight. I've always found that when I start to slouch, I also my mind's wandering and I'm getting lost in, in thought. So it's important to have your back straight. And also, if you slouch too much, your back's going to hurt. And I like to sit in this, the half lotus position, because it stops my feet from falling asleep. And that's a real, I'm really prone to having my feet fall asleep when I'm sitting. So this is how I like to sit, but just sit in a way that's comfortable. And um, there's two options for what to do with your hands that I recommend. And one is called, I call it the bowl. Uh, fancy people call it the cosmic mudra. I call it the bowl, but it's just hand on top of hand, thumbs gently touching right here. Doesn't matter what hand's on top. And the other position I recommend is just hands on your knees. That's called relaxation. And I like that one too. The point is that we have a plan for what our hands are going to do because if we don't have a plan, then we might fidget. We might fidget with our hands if we don't have a plan. And what else? Okay. When I'm indoors, I recommend an eyes open practice where you kind of just find something to put your eyes on and just sit. But out here, I do recommend an eyes closed practice just because there's, you know, a hundred things happening that could distract you. There's things entering your field of vision no matter what direction you're looking, right? So I do recommend an eyes closed practice here. And we're gonna begin We're gonna begin by doing the practice called the healing breath. And that is a breath counting practice where what we do is we breathe in to a count of five and we hold our breath to a count of five and we breathe out to a count of five. And that helps us kind of center ourselves and bring us into the experience that we're in. So I'm gonna show you, this is how it works. So I'm breathing in. Holding my breath, breathing out. So we're gonna do that together three times and I'm gonna direct you. So breathe in. Hold your breath. Breathe out. Breathe in. Hold your breath. Breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. Hold your breath. 
breathe out. Okay. We are going to begin the practice that is called following the breath. And we're gonna do that practice for a little while and then we're gonna switch to another practice. So what I want you to do, and I'm gonna ring this bell first. And now what I want you to do is bring your attention to the breath coming into and going out of your body. We are breathing all the time, but it's not something we bring attention to unless, unless there's a problem. It's not something we focus on, but we're breathing all the time. So there's two different ways to do this, and one is to bring your attention to the breath coming into and out of your nose. And then if that's, that is what is usually recommended, but if that's too difficult, another option is to bring your attention to the rise and fall of your belly. I don't know if there's a reason behind this, but when I meditate with my kids, they always only want to pay attention to the belly, rise and fall of the belly. And they put their hands on their belly, and you can do that too if that helps you. This is... It's happening all the time and we just don't notice it. We're always having breath coming in and going out. Our belly's always rising and falling, but we just don't pay attention to it. So we're gonna do the practice now that's called counting the breath. And that is on your next breath in, I want you to mentally note one. And on your breath out, note two. In one, out two. This serves as our anchor so that whenever something comes into our minds to distract us, whenever we start thinking about what we're doing later or what these crazy sounds are that we're hearing, we can just go back to one on the next in-breath. We want to try to have a passive attitude so we're not, we're not thinking, I'm having such trouble meditating. We just go back to one on the next in-breath and try not to worry about it. Because the truth is, we're all having trouble meditating. So just in one, out two. In one, out two. In one, out two. And we'll do this for a little while and then we'll switch to another practice. Anytime your back starts to slouch, just straighten it. If you have an itch, I usually say just, just scratch and get it over with rather than just thinking about how you're itching the whole time. And just keep bringing your attention back to one. In one, 
out two. In one, out two.
now I want to invite you to release the breath as your anchor. And some of you may have done that already, and that's okay. But we're going to stop using the breath as our anchor. And instead of bringing our attention to the breath, we're going to just, we're going to do the practice that's called just sitting. And we're not really going to try to direct our minds at all. We're just going to try to notice everything in our experience. We're just going to try to notice everything, but also not attach to it. So we're going to notice the ground beneath us. That's the most obvious one, maybe. We're going to notice the the heat that our bodies are feeling, which is a little bit more than when we first got here. We're going to notice all the sounds we hear. We're going to try not to attach to them. So we're going to try not to think, why is that person making that noise? Or, you know, how many cars are passing by? We're going to try not to do that, but to just notice the sounds. And just notice them and note there's a sound. And then lastly, and probably most difficult, we're going to try to notice thoughts coming into our head and just notice them and let them pass through. So we want to just think, for example, I'm hungry and just think I'm hungry rather than thinking I'm hungry. What am I going to have for lunch? I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner. Breakfast was good. We want to just think I'm hungry and let that just pass through because thoughts can just pass through like clouds if we learn how to let them, if we really put effort into letting them. So we're going to just sit for a few more minutes and just do this practice of just noticing our full experience and trying not to attach to anything. A lot of people find this a lot more difficult than following the breath, but we'll see how you like it. We're just going to try to notice everything.
now we will close our meditation by doing the healing breath again. Again, three times. So go ahead and breathe in. Hold your breath. Breathe out. Breathe in. Hold your breath. Breathe out. Breathe in. Hold your breath. Breathe out. I didn't get, I got this bell not because I think bells are special, but I got it because it felt really weird to just say, and now our meditation is over. So I had to get something. I know some people think bells are like really special or something, but not me. Um, so that healing breath practice we just did at the beginning and at the end, I like that a lot as a bookend to my practice, but I also, it's, it's a portable practice. So I have found that when I'm in a stressful situation, I can just take a second and do the healing breath and then it helps me kind of calm down a little. So I really, it's one of my favorite practices and I really like it for that because we're always, we're always breathing and I think nothing brings you back into the moment quite like not breathing for a few seconds. So um, the way I do this is I give a short talk at the end of the meditation and today I'm going to talk about laziness. Laziness is something that um, there are different kinds of laziness that stop us from getting into our meditation practice and and I think it helps to just to just have those in mind to name what we're doing to have a name for it I think takes its power so I have my own struggle with laziness and that is why I had to create this elaborate situation to get myself to meditate because I'm lazy and I don't want to so I, I, if I create this situation, well, then I have to, don't I? I can't really get out of it. But um, So that's my own struggle with laziness. But I'm going to talk about different kinds of laziness because there are, there are things we don't always think about as laziness. There's three different kinds of laziness. And the first is procrastination, which is what we generally, we generally think of procrastination when we think of laziness. We think, you know... I'm comfortable with what I'm doing right now, so I'm not gonna go meditate, right? I wanna stay in bed. I want to stay on the couch and watch TV. I don't wanna get up and do things. And I wanna make clear, um, these apply to our meditation practice, but they can apply to anything that we know we should do that we're not doing. But, um, so procrastination is the most well-known form of laziness, and it is just, I don't feel like it. I don't wanna do it. So that's the first kind. And the second kind is called feeling unworthy. And that is where I, I could tell you that when people learn that I do this, they sometimes come to me and they say things like, oh, that's really cool. I wish I could sit down and meditate. I can't calm down my mind. I can't do it. I'm glad other people can do it, but I can't. And that is an excuse. And it is just coming from a place of thinking other people can do this and I can't. That's very um, disempowering to think that way. The truth is, it's hard. 
it's hard to settle your mind and I think of it as like like working out you don't go to the gym and expect to be able to lift 200 pounds on the first day working out you shouldn't sit down and expect to be able to calm and stabilize your mind and not feel like you're crazy the first time so that's the laziness of feeling unworthy and that applies to our meditation practice if we think other people can handle it and we can't and of course it implies applies to other things too like if we think I'm not going to apply for a promotion at work because I think I won't get it. Or I'm not going to ask that person on a date because I think they're going to say no. That is the laziness of feeling unworthy. And then the last one is the one that might seem counterintuitive at first. It's the, called the laziness of busyness. And that is just when we tell ourselves, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to meditate. Or it could be, you know, I'm too busy to go for coffee with a friend, right? I'm too busy. I'm too busy to go exercise. It could be anything, but it's just when we tell ourselves I'm too busy. And there's, I think there's an aspect of this that's sort of true, but the bigger aspect of it is an excuse. It is just, I'm waiting till I have time to meditate. And if you wait till you have time to meditate, you're not going to have time. And it's just, my life is too active. I can't. And that's that's really nonsense we all have time none no one i think nobody wakes up and first thing in the morning they're busy and they're just busy all day and then they go to bed and if someone has that experience man that sounds like a tough life but we all have time to sit down and meditate although some people may not have time to come to events like this and i do understand that but it's just we want to learn how to not make excuses but the other aspect of this that i think is kind of true is true because we make it true and that is we have really learned how to fill our time we have really learned in the modern world how to fill our time so i know that i once did the thing where i calculated um i got an app that calculates how much time i spend looking at my phone and holy shit, that was embarrassing that was embarrassing to find out and that is how in the modern world that's the lazy busyness of our time is we fill our time with looking at our phone with doing this right we're looking at emails or facebook or instagram or twitter or something or we're just staring at our phone thinking we're going to get a message and that is how we keep busy and that is that is true that's a real busyness that we have but also we have control of that we have control of that and we're doing it because we want to so in that sense that is still an excuse at least we're not lying to ourselves we are busy but we're busy because we're filling our time with something that maybe doesn't bring us that much benefit i know like i check my phone way too much and it doesn't make me happy and it doesn't bring me any benefit but i do it because i want to do it i think it's addictive and that's something that i am trying to get better at I would like to leave my phone at home, but also I use it for a timer and I use it to record myself and I use it to take pictures. And that, I think the phone companies are very smart that they've gotten us to use our phone for everything. So um, that's what I wanted to say about different kinds of laziness. And I do think just knowing it and giving it a name in itself helps us deal with it. Just knowing it and giving it a name. So I wanted to just see if there's any questions or comments and if there are um we'll listen to those and if there aren't we'll just go home so any questions or comments it can be about the practice or about laziness or anything else yeah.
No, but you do this every other Saturday? I do this the second Saturday of every month. So once a month? Once a month, okay. second Saturdays. Yeah, I'll throw something out here just that yeah. I found. Um, one, I've, I've, I've reduced the yoga and, and the meditation also down to a real simple deal. Awareness of breath, awareness of posture. Everything else is fluff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Second thing, consistency of practice. Consistency of practice. Like Daniel said, you don't go into a gymnasium lifting 200 pounds. You start with 5, 10, you work your way up. But what I have found with the meditation, if I can meditate fairly soon after I wake up in the mornings, before the day busyness starts, day after day after day, just for 15 minutes to 30 minutes, with that consistency of practice, very shortly, with just a matter of weeks, you'll start seeing results. Those results being the quietening of the mind, <laughs> plus a hell of a lot more, <laughs> plus a hell of a lot more. So, uh, so that, there's my two cents worth. Where's the breath, where's the posture, consistency of practice. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that. I, you know, when I first started meditating, I thought, oh, well, I'll just do this when I feel like it. And guess what? <laughs> Never do it, like right? <laughs> so I, what I found, I have four kids at home. So a lot of the time when I want calm and quiet, it's a disaster to try to get that. But right after the kids go to bed, that's when I like to do it. Right after the kids go to bed, I can, it's quiet, I can sit still. Most of the time they just go to bed. Sometimes it's a struggle, but most of the time they just go to bed. So it's calm and it's quiet and it's a great time for meditating. And then again, I do events like this. Second Saturday of every month I'm here. Um, Every Monday at 7 p.m. I'm at Heart of the Dove. It's a yoga studio place behind a coffee house. And that's what I do. Second Saturday and every Monday. And it really helps me. Planning these events and inviting other people really makes me do it. So it's really helpful to me. So um, thank you all for coming. Um, if there's nothing else, have a good day. This is a great spot to do that noticing section of the meditation, right? It, uh, yes. Airplanes and bicycle bells. Yes. Golf. When uh, when this this golf started at first, I was like, oh, this golf's gonna ruin meditation. But then I noticed, like, no, I think it I think it helps actually. It really works for me. It helps, yeah. So. Well, I think eventually you you find that that the the, the inner world and the outer world kind of blend and your meditation your your inward world that plane flies by it's like oh perfect yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly perfect timing yes. perfect timing exactly. yes <laughs> all right thanks for coming everybody yeah, thank awesome thanks for listening